the stars at night are big and bright, deep in the heart of hockey. Hi, I'm Carolyn. And I'm Marin. And this is Deep in the Heart of Hockey, a podcast about the Dallas Stars, fancy stats, and general shenanigans. Heavy on the general shenanigans this week. Yeah, for As real. in every week of the apocalypse. <laughs> same as it ever was but this one is especially heavy because we only got one listener question we technically got three but true okay true but there's only one in the listener questions yes the others the two i i always when i put together the doc you know very professionally half an hour beforehand uh i always try to sort the reader questions in with the topics that they go to if they are topic specific so yes um but, and I hesitate to say anything like, that'll mean this is a short podcast because it never, ever seems to mean that. <laughs> it just means that we talk more shit about everything else. Generally. We talk a lot of shit. So We're, much shit. So much shit. Uh, it is August 15th, and this is our 123rd podcast. <laughs> it is also going to be our very first podcast on our new podcast server host. <laughs> Uh, I I hope I don't embarrass him too much. Uh, but Jason of Damn It Jason fame DM'd me to be like, Carolyn, is everything okay? Why do you guys need a new new podcast host? Who are you bringing on board? Marin suddenly died. <laughs> like, no, we're just changing the feed. Um, if you are considering making a new podcast, and this is completely free advertising, Anchor.fm is a great way to do it. It's completely free. Um, you can monetize if you want to. Obviously, we choose not to. Um, because this for is for our very small for stars our very podcast. very small stars <laughs> podcast that is really a passion project of ours. So we don't yes. monetize it. And uh, anyway, it's a great service. It's really easy to use. If you're considering a podcast, check them out as a host. Um, but it does mean that for some people, you might see changes in your RSS feed. Um. You might see our podcast pop up on new uh, uh, platforms. Um, we should still be on Apple and uh, Spotify and all of that good stuff. We didn't make any changes to that. So fingers crossed this all goes smoothly. Yay. Yay. <laughs> yeah, get the housekeeping out of the way. Indeed. It will, in, in what feels like... I mean, obviously, we talked about hockey last week, but, like, it feels like it's real hockey now. I know. I actually watched a game. <laughs> <laughs> I did not, though that would have been the one game I could have watched. Um, you should have watched it. I, I should have watched it, but I did not. I mean, you should have watched the first two periods, because, really, that's kind of when the stars stopped playing, so. As usual. Yeah. Well, to update everybody, we are through the play-in rounds and through the round robins, and we are already three games into the first playoff series because everything is condensed. So they played two games basically back-to-back. It wasn't even basically back-to-back. It just straight-up was back-to-back. It straight-up was back-to-back, and a fourth one is tomorrow. So uh, we'll see if I can get this out before that fourth game, but... Unlikely. Um, the stars are down two to one to Calgary in the series. And uh, we did have a couple of questions about this. So AKA Dougal asks, my main question is Bailey. I'm assuming basically what the fuck are they doing? Uh, but I feel you will cover this in a way that will have me yelling along in my car and related. Carl asks, yes, I have just one question. Why? <laughs> Listen, 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 if what the stars have been doing in the playoffs so far was unexpected to you in any way, shape or form, I'm not sure that you were actually paying attention during the regular season is all I'm saying. Um, the stars continue to be seemingly incapable of playing a full 60 minutes. Whatever that is that they, that whatever that thing is that the Blackhawks had for so long that the Bruins continue to have that allows them to 
turn up from regular season play to like next level play. Like this is where we get serious and where the wheels come off and all that. Mm-hmm. The stars don't have it. They yeah. don't have it. From what and, I understood, they actually played pretty well last night, but they did have bad luck. They, I didn't get to watch last night because I didn't. I, I mean, was, honestly, I probably could have watched last night, but number one, I'm still you know not watching because I feel like sports are bad right now. But number two, also, uh, I made the very totally excellent decision Thursday night to get extremely drunk. And I was pretty hungover yesterday. And so, like, I went to a friend's house. And I was I was chill. I didn't drink too much at my friend's house because um, we were just doing a little catch-up or whatever. But I got home at, like, 9, watched an episode, like, watched. And I was just so fucking tired that I watched 30 minutes of TV and then went to bed. <laughs> that is early. I was so exhausted because I slept like shit the night before. Anyway. I mean, Robert Tiffin was saying that, and I trust Robert's opinions in general, especially because they tend to line up with my own. He was saying that this one was really not on the coaches. And I think the other two games we can really point to coaching and decision making from a strategic standpoint and be like, this worked, this did not work kind of situation. I mean, I'd have to... I'd have to watch last night to have any sort of opinion on that. Um, I trust Robert too. Um, and I'm sure that what he says is accurate, but based on what I saw in the second game and what I read about from the first game, like the stars just don't have it. (laughs) (laughs) They just don't have it. Mm -hmm. So I find that incredibly frustrating as you might imagine. And I know this wasn't an issue last night, but it definitely was an issue the first, the night I watched. Mm -hmm. And hang on, I need to look something up about last night's game. Oh, okay, so Dallas was shut out last night. Because I was about to say, like, (laughs) if the Stars can't figure out, A, how to score, and B, how to score first in a game, then, like, they're, it's, it's just gonna, it's just gonna be bad the whole way through. Um, based on the game flow and like all of that, I, they were, they were trying, they were absolutely trying, but you know, they were certainly trying harder than the flames to win. So I don't understand how they couldn't get a shot off, but they also are the Kings of just throwing the puck on net from wherever and not even actually like trying. <laughs> There's no finesse to their shots. They're, they're just shots. Um, Unless you're Miro Heiskanen, and then you're just throwing it off mm-hmm. wherever. Um, and honestly, the, the the problem in the game I watched is that they got up 4-2 and then just stopped playing. You know, yeah. played, played the 90s-style trap game that doesn't work in the 2020s. Yeah, and I think the other thing is that, like, and, that, and that's a coaching decision. Like, that's kind of what I'm, I'm saying, is that, like, if the, the problems are strategic... Mm-hmm. And one of the things that was very obvious after the first game was decisions on who to play and who to give the ice time to. Mm-hmm. So the number, I can't fault this one. Can you guess which player forward, which forward on the Dallas Stars is leading in playoff ice time through all the round robin and play with through Calgary? Is it Tyler Sagan? It is not because Sagan. Oh, that's right. He was he was out. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, I cannot guess. Just pick a name. Radulov. Very close. He's third, but only by less than a minute. Jason Dickinson, according to Natural Stat Trick. But really? I don't really. I can't tell if this is correct, actually, because I'm only seeing five games played. I don't see how that's possible. It should be six. I think they don't have yesterday's game in there because it would be three through the round robin and then three through play. So I think they're just missing yesterday. That makes sense. I mean, it does, but he's had less ice time than, than the top line through. Yeah. That, I mean, it makes sense. Okay. Who did you say had the top? 
Dickinson. Yeah, he's had less ice time than than ever than the other than the other forwards. So I don't see how that's in the last couple of games. In the last couple of games, but he probably played a lot during round robins. Probably, I guess it didn't matter during round robins. Yeah, we can actually. You know, what I'll do. I'll just do it through to maybe. Do you remember when the first game was? What date it was? Uh, it was the 30th of August. Sorry, 30th of July. No, I mean uh, the first real game, not the round robins. Oh, uh, it was the 11th. Great. So I will do from the 10th through now and double check. Okay, so they miss a round robin game is what they're missing. Oh, okay. Okay, so with just the Calgary series, Jamie Benn leads by four seconds, but Jason Dickinson is second at 41.15 total. So Jason Dickinson is playing quite a lot. And this is five on five. So if you're looking oh. at all situations, because he's not a penalty killer. If I Okay, that, that makes more sense. Because I was like, I'm, I'm looking at these individual games in their ice time, and I don't oh. understand how you're coming up with this number. But yeah, this if that's just 5v5, then that makes sense. Yeah, because 5v5 is what matters, honestly. Like... Dallas doesn't have a great power play, but they have a pretty decent penalty kill. And like, that's not where the issue with coaching stat, like coaching decisions are. The issue happens to be at five on five where we don't score mostly. Do you want to guess who, if there's 12 forwards in this little rank here, do you want to guess where uh, Rupe Hens is? What number Rupe Hens is? If there's 12? There's 12 forwards in this list. Like eight? Exactly correct! Shit. <laughs> That's dumb, first of all. Do you want to guess where Dennis Gorianov is? Is it below hints? Just pick a number, one through 12. Oh my god, why are you being so mean to me? Six or nine? Uh, 69. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, no, he is 10th. Tenth in five-on-five ice time. Those are choices they're making. Exactly. Those are choices that are being made. Ugh. This is why. Yeah. Carl, this is why. Whatever whatever issues Monty had, if they had been able to keep him, I do not think we'd be here right now. I mean, I think we'd be here, but I don't think we'd be here. (laughs) If you understand the subtle difference in that. Where we are. We will be here with italics. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not here in bold. Yeah. 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 It's just one more 2020 kind of shit. Like, everything is, everything Awful. is, everything is so much all the time right now. Mm-hmm. Including hockey. Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. Uh huh. It's the worst. It is the worst. The other thing that's been going on is Sagan is apparently, like, according to Mike Heike, still, like, playing through an injury. Well, it is the playoffs, so yeah. that's just to be expected because they're all idiots. God, I fucking know. Ah. Uh, I don't know. You know, I my prediction was that Dallas would win one game. And they have won one game. So, I guess I'm happy? When I turned in my Western predictions for defending Big D, I had Dallas winning the series. But that was only because I was not going to be the person to turn in <laughs> a prediction on a Dallas fan site that had Dallas losing. And yet, here we fucking are. <laughs> We're here. I here. <laughs> we are here. Um, I do not believe that they have the ability to win this series, either because of their coaching systems, because they can't seem to put a puck in the net, because I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think I think objectively they're a better team than the Flames. I think probably but, you're right. But 
the flames are certainly better at putting all of their working pieces together at this point in time and obviously better coached. And I think that's more important. Yeah. So while, while objectively, I believe we should be winning. I don't believe there's any way it's actually going to happen. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Dun -dun. Dun -dun. I don't want to. Marin reacts. Uh. <laughs> it's time for everybody else's favorite segment and Marin's least favorite. We haven't gotten to do one of these in a really long time. I'm I'm kind of excited. Yay! <laughs> we haven't had a chance to do one in a while, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for everyone else, I guess. <laughs> so. Marin, obviously you are well-versed in where the stars are, but there are several other playoff series going on. So I thought- Don't we, say. We might do a little bit of an update to see who all is uh, doing well around the league. Give it to me. Gonna start with a couple that are fairly, we don't really care about them. Okay. Um, Tampa Bay playing CBJ. They play today. Wow, what was all that rhyming? It was completely unintentional. I don't believe it. I mean, sure, you cannot believe it, but could I do something like that intentionally? No, I would no, stop. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Tampa Bay is playing CBJ. They are tied series one to one. So Tampa does not get swept this year. I mean, good for them. I picked. I picked Tampa Bay to win. Um, because I figured they would be so angry about what happened last year that they would come back, like, with a vengeance. Mm -hmm. So the fact that CBJ has already won one, I'm kind of like, mm. <laughs> But I still, I, I, I still think it was the upset of the century that CBJ swept them last year. It so. was a really big upset. Uh, yeah, for sure. So, um, I mean, Tampa Bay is, like, my perennial favorite to win the cup in the East anyway. So yeah. <laughs> I can't believe they haven't done it. <laughs> like, while I've been watching hockey, it's absolutely crazy to me. But, yeah. Uh, Montreal and Philly also tied one-to-one. -one. Oh, my God. Seriously? Seriously. <laughs> That's so funny. Carrie Price. Montreal. Do you want to know what they did last night? Yeah. Montreal blanked Philly five to nothing. Wow. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. That's embarrassing. <laughs> and uh, possibly one of the more interesting ones because of today's announcement, Boston and Carolina are tied one-to-one -one as well, and they play I them. Yeah, okay. So do you want to get into Car like Boston's announcement then? Yeah, let's do it. Let's shit. Let's talk. So Boston announced that Tuka Rask is taking the opt-out and is going home to his family uh, and basically leaving the playoffs, which Boston fans are reacting to in terribly predictable fashion. Um, but his wife has a newborn at home, mm -hmm. um, you know, and they already have other kids and it's a, it's a fucking pandemic. Like I have, I mean, I have no stake in this game at all whatsoever. I have no stake in the team of the Boston Bruins, but like I, I think that I, I I fully support his decision to go home. Mm -hmm. It is a pandemic. You need to do what you need to do for your own mental health, as well as the health and safety and well-being of your family. So I've got no problem with this. Yeah. I think for me, it's one of those things where it's like everybody or like, you know how like the, the NHL is putting out like, well, we haven't had any COVID tests or whatever. And like when you and I were very, very first talking about the bubble, I was like, it's easy to do this for two weeks. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if Rask isn't the first person. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there are some dominoes. Yeah. Right? Like, and and I know he's probably going to have to pay some sort of penalty because the opt-out period was, like, right before playing started. Mm-hmm. But, again, it's easy to do something for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And now we're finally seeing, you know, a player realizing this is the reality of the situation, not just like, yeah. Anyway, I, I support. I mean, he's already won his Stanley Cup. What does he need? 
right? I, I support Tuca. I Boston fans are super extra, but I wouldn't be surprised if there are other guys who opt out now too. Yeah, he might be the first in a line of dominoes. Mm-hmm. Which I again fully support. We shouldn't have started playing anyway. Agreed. <laughs> like we all said this when it started. Um, other interesting scores from the East. New York, Washington, Islanders, Washington. Islanders lead the series 2-0. What the fuck? Are you shitting me? Not at all. Wow. Wow. Are the Islanders just better than I thought they were? Or is are the Capitals worse? I feel like it's both. Damn. I I would not have predicted this at all. Nope. What if they get swept? That would be wild, wouldn't it? That would be hilarious. Uh, Other ones that are probably not so unpredictable. Colorado leads Arizona 2-0. I mean, I would have predicted that. But but I'm very much pulling for Arizona in this series only because if the Stars aren't going to win the Stanley Cup, which they're not, it would be hilarious to me if Arizona did <laughs> and Taylor Hall lifted the Stanley Cup mm-hmm. in Rogers Arena, not in an Oilers uniform. How, that would be so good. How delicious would that moment be? That would be really good. That would, it would be, be really, so really tasty. Good. Man, I like it that's would, that good it food. Would, it would fuel my petty heart for years years they they gave up on that kid so fucking fast oh man i mean i'm happy for him that he's out of there absolutely happy for him right but like just in a you know show your ex that you're now with somebody hotter and better you know like that, <laughs> that kind of thing like yes. i really really want him to win a cup and lift it in rogers arena that would be that would be excellent or rogers place or whatever it is they're calling it yeah the one with the leaky roof yeah. <laughs> yes, the one with the leaky roof. Uh, uh, Vegas leads Chicago two nothing. I mean, Chicago was there in a hope and a prayer. Right. I am almost surprised. a little bit conflicted about whether I would have rather had Chicago or Edmonton go through. Like I hate them so much, both, <laughs> both of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what though? I do hate them. I do hate them both. But I think that getting ousted in that round is more painful for the Oilers. And therefore, I wanted that more. Mm. Just because I want, I like, I, I'm the bitter ex in that situation. <laughs> the, the Oilers have done everything wrong in the makeup and development of their team. Right. And the only reason they're having success now is because they got Connor McDavid, but they don't know what to do with him. Mm-hmm. And they don't know how to build a team around him that is actually effective because they are flying by the seat of their pants and they have been for years. So I do not want them to have any success until they start actually putting their team together like a fucking hockey team and not like a who's who of the best young prospects that we can waste their best years of. I almost wanted them to win the lottery. <laughs> Wow. Team chaos. (laughs) I was like looking at that list of teams that could win the lottery. And like, first and foremost, the wild being in it and Nashville being in it. I was like, no, fuck both of them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And like, uh, I don't know. I was just kind of like, the only one that would be very amusing is the Oilers. Did the um, Rangers actually have a first round pick this year or did they trade it away? No, I'm pretty sure they have it. Um, because that was their MO for several years was to trade their first round pick for an old guy. Right. But this year they weren't in contention. So. Yeah. I don't think they, I don't think they did that. Or if they did, it was lottery protected, you know, kind of situation. They, gotcha. People are, they're, GMs are getting a lot better about <laughs> lottery protecting. You would have to. To, yes. be, to continue to be the GM of the Rangers <laughs> after you have wasted Lundquist's 
entire career. Entire career. <laughs> His entire career. That man will retire without a Stanley Cup. And that's a bigger tragedy than any modern story in NHL. Oh, God. Out so Connor McDavid still has time to somehow escape Edmonton. Yeah. But, but, but Lundquist? Lundquist, Lundquist hung his hat on the Rangers years ago, and he is going to retire without a cup. And mm-hmm. that is that is a tragedy. A modern tragedy of our times. Absolutely. Somebody make a 30 for 30 on that. Seriously. Well, do you want to hear my favorite Western Conference score? Absolutely. Vancouver, St. Louis. Vancouver leads 2-0. Oh my god. Oh. <coughs> wow, I just choked a little. <laughs> that is his Jericho. Wow. Yep. That's a real thing. Wow. Uh, That's, the, that is really funny. I mean, I don't care who you are. That is funny. I know. I love it. I fucking love it. Like, maybe the Stars winning against the Blues wasn't a fluke. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Maybe they're just not that great right now. What changed? I mean, geez. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe uh, Bennington is having a bad playoffs. Well, he's due to have a bad playoffs, that little jerk. (laughs) Uh, The other thing that has happened, obviously, since play-ins are over, several teams got eliminated. Uh, The Penguins have started cleaning house. And as happens every year... Rumors are popping up that they are going to trade Malkin. Wow. And again, I do want to be clear. This happens literally every time the Penguins lose in the playoffs. Every time. How how serious do they sound this time? Well, that's kind of my question. I mean, they don't sound any different than they've always sounded, in my opinion. It uh-huh. hasn't been like Jim Rutherford coming out and being like, we're going to trade Malkin. Malcolm. We are currently accepting offers. Right. But it is, they fired like three assistant coaches. Um, so it's one of those things where I'm like, if they're cleaning house for real this time, are they actually going to trade him? I mean, yeah. Good question. Would you want Malkin? Are we, I mean, I'm assuming this is like pie in the sky because we can't actually afford Malkin. Well, yeah, if we could afford, if we could move some, shuffle some stuff around and afford him, would you want him? He's a center, right? Yes. Yeah, I'd want him. He is 34. He's only contracted for one more year. Or sorry, two more years. he's older but I don't there are some players in which age doesn't matter quite as much and I feel like he's one of them mm-hmm. um because he's still he's still he's still playing well you know what I mean yeah. he's still putting up numbers so I I mean I'd entertain that sure we need we need good centers we need strong centers we that's been a struggle of ours for a while I'm just curious. I don't, I mean, I don't, I mean, there's no, I don't think any way. When you go back and listen to how you just started that sentence, you are going to laugh your ass off. (laughs) And I need you to leave it in now that I've said that because it's, (laughs) it's hilarious. I don't think there's any way we could shuffle things around. Not without. No, I don't think so either. But so that's why I'm kind of like pie in the sky. If we could, I would give him a try. I just don't think we can. Yeah, I think we'd have to get rid of, like, Pavelski or Jamie, honestly, to get Malkin on. I'm really curious to see if they're going to try and do a contract with Klingberg next season, too. So, what that would look like. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I'm just kind of, I think, I feel like this, if it's going to happen, this might be the year. Yeah. But I also don't know if that's going to ever happen because, you know, Sid likes him. I mean, he is Sid's best buddy on that team, yes. <laughs> Sid's the reason they had, uh, what's his name? Jack Johnson. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Sid. Sid collecting his friends around him to play hockey with him is probably, like, from the outside, one of the cutest things about that team. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Like, it's just, he's just like, but I want this player. And they're like, okay, here's your security blanket. Play with this player. We'll see how he works. If he doesn't, we'll get rid of him. Because we'll probably have to get rid of him. But, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just cute. It's just cute. It's cute. The power of friendship makes the penguins run. The power of friendship compels you. Yeah, the power of friendship fuels... I mean, honestly, though, the power of friendship compels a lot of stories. Mm -hmm. When did the Kings win the cup? After Jeff Carter rejoined Mike Richards in LA. That's true. Good times. Yeah. So, I mean, there is something to the power of friendship. And, like, because that's a whole morality. Not a morality. What is the word I'm looking for? Morale. Morale issue. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a that's a gluing, you know, teams together, like, who do you play for? The United States of America. Like, that's that's a thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's an actual thing. Not maybe necessarily measurable, but it's a thing. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. I feel like that might also be part of what's an issue with the stars, too, right? Like, it feels like they're not... Together, together. Yeah. These days. Yeah. I mean, I feel I feel like it's kind of telling that the only two players on the Stars, even after Tyler Sagan literally asked them to go and kneel, were Tyler and Dickinson. Mm-hmm. And even though those players have all played with Trevor Daly and... Oh, tiny child whose name I'm forgetting right now. Um... I don't know which tiny child you're talking about. Oh, jeez. He was on the he was on the Texas Stars for a long time and then Oh, Jamel Smith. Jamel Smith, thank you. Um, I knew it started with a G. I could but I was going to make I was going to embarrass myself trying to remember what it was. But yeah, with Jamel, I mean they 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 played with those guys and yet they still can't find it in their heart. Or even you don't even have to have a friend, you know what I mean? Like yeah. This is just the time. This is just the time. <laughs> Show who you are, and none of them did. Yep. Yep. Well, speaking of people who cannot be together, quarantine, quarantine, what are you up to in quarantine? Do we like it? I, I came up with it right before we hit record. It, it was, it was, it's good. <laughs> what are you up to in quarantine? So I uh, have been, I probably talked about this last time, but I've been working on a very large overtime project at work that saw me, um, so on my last paycheck, I had my 40 hours of regular work, and then on top of that, I had 25 hours of overtime, sorry, 45 hours of overtime over two weeks. Oh my God. I know, it's a little insane. So, uh, but it, like I said, it like almost doubled my paycheck, so that's. That's what that's what a girl needs in these quarantine times. Mm-hmm. But like the overtime project itself, while like labor intensive, was not very brain intensive. So I have been mainlining movies like I'm paid to review them. Um, I put a very short list on um, Instagram of my favorites so far. Um, that I'll just read off because I don't want if you guys don't want to find me on Instagram, it's fine. Uh, Around the Sun was amazing. It is a, a new movie that you actually have to pay to watch, though. So, you know, some people might not want to do that. Mm-hmm. A Fall from Grace is a Tyler Perry movie, but it's not a Medea movie. It's just a very interesting um, uh, murder mystery. Ooh. The Vast of Night uh, is, like, mainly about these two high school kids that discover um, what they believe to be an alien transmission. It happens all over one evening, um, and it's was really interesting and really good and obviously very low budget, but like really good for being low budget. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quartet stars Maggie Smith and some other old Brits and is about a, um, a nursing home specifically for aging musicians in <laughs> England. And it's a real place. Oh, cool. 
And they made a movie about this uh, gala that they put on every year to raise money to continue running the place. Uh-huh. And so it's like these four people that had done this quartet, you know, years ago that had kind of been the jumping off point for all of their careers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like the last one of this quartet finally comes to live in the nursing home and they're talking about reuniting for the the gala. But like there's a lot of hard feelings because two of them had been married for a little while and they got divorced because she cheated on him and it you know like there's just a bunch of stuff going on and so they have to kind of all reconcile and it's predictable but very good and then there's i'm gonna skip io because it was only kind of okay but it does have anthony mackie in it if you guys are looking for more anthony mackie content we're always looking for anthony mackie content yeah it also has amy mcdowell's daughter who looks a shit ton like amy mcdowell back in the 80s and so She's very beautiful. Um, and it's really only the two of them in this movie. It's a dystopian film about, um, like, the basically people that are left on Earth after they all evacuate to the space station uh, orbiting Io because the Earth has gotten toxic. Ooh. Yeah. And then there is the movie that I think everyone absolutely should watch, which is called A Little Chaos. It stars the guy who plays Booker in um, The Old Guard mm-hmm. and Kate Winslet. And Alan Rickman, and it is directed by Alan Rickman, and it is a movie about a gardener, which is like, you absolutely should watch this I should watch it. And it is set in, I don't remember the year, but it was when Louis XIV was the king of France, because Alan Rickman basically plays Louis XIV. And Ah, they're putting together... Like 1750s. Sure. They're putting together this outdoor ballroom. And so the King's Gardener, who is Booker, whose name I can't remember in the movie, um, has to hire outdoors, like an outdoor designer to come design this, this ballroom set. And so he hires Kate Winslet, this like commoner nobody who has no connections, but he really liked her designs. And um, so she comes and designs this thing. And it's like, oh. it's adorable. I love it. My bad. Louis Fourteenth was 16... 16- uh, 43 until 1715. Damn, that's a long time. Yeah. Then there were, I've only got oh, two more. So it's Longest recorded of any monarch. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Only two more. So the next one is the Europa Report, which is another very low budget, but very, very good sci-fi film. Um, it is uh, a, a group of people that were sent to um, go explore the oceans under the ice on Europa. Mm-hmm. And you know from the beginning that it ended in tragedy, and the whole thing is kind of like it's a very choppy but like interestingly put together story of kind of what the fuck happened and what went wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was ve- it was that was also very good, very brilliantly acted, and it was more about like the people and their reactions to things than the things themselves because you only see like the thing at the very very end. It was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last one is Fast Color, which is. Um, a movie about, again, about a dystopian... I was watching a lot of dystopian films. Uh, a movie about, like, basically it stopped raining on Earth and water is at a premium and you have to pay, like, a shit ton of for water. They've taken faucets out of everywhere because there's just no water left. And um, it's this... Um, it's these three... three wet, like, three... Two women and, the, and a child. I'm, and they're, it's kind of like talking about this matrilineal... Um, linkage of power between these women like tracing all the way back to a while I can't remember exactly how long and kind of like how their powers kind of affected what is going on and how they're affected by it um, and they're all black which I also thought was really interesting because it was like an Afrofuturism kind of story uh-huh. um, so yeah that was also really good um, so anyway I've been watching a lot of movies and those were my favorites I have so my parents got Brit box. So I've been back on my British murder mystery bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other day I actually watched uh, Pride and Prejudice, which is one of my absolute favorite movies. That is ever. not a murder mystery. It's not a murder mystery, but it's related. So I, then I was like, I was on Brit box. I watched all of Shetland season five, which Shetland is my favorite murder mystery ever. Season five was okay comparatively. Um, I think season two is probably the best season of Shetland. Death in Paradise so far has been my favorite of them. Well, Death in Paradise is a cozy. And I love Death in Paradise. It's great. It's fantastic. But um, Shetland is more of like a Scandi, like a dark 
Oh, okay. Dark murder mystery. But it's gorgeous. It's fucking beautiful. Um, the cinematography is perfect. It's a fantastic. It's well written. It's well acted. You know, all of that. It's gorgeous. So anyway, so I watched Pride and Prejudice. Had myself a nice little cry. Then got onto my murder mystery shit. Started rewatching. So if you have ever had BritBox or Acorn, you will know that Vera, which is a very famous British or BBC kind of mystery, you can, with Acorn, you can watch seasons one and two and then season six through eight or six and seven, something like that. What happened in the middle seasons? On BritBox, you can watch season three and four. Oh my God, (laughs) that is so annoying. And I think it's season eight and nine. So anyway, so I had watched seasons one and two and then seasons whatever and whatever. So now I'm going back. I'm like, "Eh, well, fine. I'll just watch what happened in the middle there. Because at some point, so I watched season one and two. And then in season, I think it's five, they changed the the DS, you know, like that happens a lot on those shows. And so I was like, fuck, I don't know why Joe left. So anyways, now I'm watching Vera and I'm like started it and I'm like 15 minutes in and I'm like, the woman that plays Vera looks really familiar. She's Mrs. Bennett. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> For, are, are you talking about from the, the 2005 one? Yes, the 2005 okay. version. And it's so funny because Vera is such, like Mrs. Bennett, you know, everybody knows, like super flighty character and, you know, kind of ridiculous and things like that. And Vera is the exact opposite. She's like, first and foremost, it takes place in um, Northumberland. So she's got this like really heavy northerner accent. I love uh, the north accent is so different than everything else and I love it. I adore it. I adore it. This is a really and it's a pretty dang good show too. It's a fun it's a good mystery show. I actually don't get it right a lot of the time. Um but uh and it's not as pretty as Shetland but still pretty and still well shot and stuff like that. And, but and of course she's a fantastic actress. But Vera, the character, is this woman who was really kind of raised by her dad as kind of a tomboy. Her dad was a poacher. Um, And, like, she's super, like, doesn't care about appearances and kind of, like, everybody underestimates her because she looks just kind of like a dumpy grandma. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, she's got this brilliant mind. Um, But, yeah, so anyway, I, I definitely was, like, God, Carolyn, you need more sleep if you're not recognizing Mrs. Bennett. <laughs> I mean, I get that because it took me a long time to put... I mean, I watched Much Ado About Nothing probably a frillion times as a child and in, uh, up into middle school and, or high school and stuff because it was just one of those movies that my family all agreed on. Like, uh-huh. we've also seen Apollo 13 like five br- billion times. And I still did not realize that the woman who played Margaret, who like was mistaken for hero um, in that in that play, um, so has a relatively big role, even though she doesn't have a lot of lines, uh, is actually Dolores Umbridge. Oh. <laughs> I didn't I didn't put that together until I looked at her Wikipedia page, and I was like, "What else has she been in? Oh fuck, what?" You mean she's kind of famous. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I think there was even, hang on. I think there was even another role that I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Oh, that's not what I wanted to look at. Hold, please. Holding. Holding. Oh, she was also in Sense and Sensibility, which I recently watched. Oh, I need to watch that. I do want to watch that again. Oh, okay. I was like, have you never seen it? No, no. I've seen it. In fact, it was one of my, I, I actually... As a book, when I very first read them both, preferred Sense and Sensibility. Yeah. That one meant a lot to me as a kid. Okay, I guess that wasn't another thing, because now I'm looking at it, I don't see anything else where I was like, what, really? Um, So, I think that was it. But I was just, like, it didn't, I would never have put those two things together, ever in my lifetime. Twinkle, twinkle, little Stars. stars. How I wonder what you charts. charts. So, today's stars charts are unfortunately not nearly as fun as last time's stars charts. However, I did find us a completely new place to get stars charts from. And it is Metropolis 
Japan's number one English magazine. And I like this one because they give you, like, out of five, how much love, money, and luck you're going to get this week. So, excellent. So, um, are we going to be using the padded um, playoff roster? Sure. Okay. In that case, I'm pulling, pulling out the appropriate number of dice. Just a second. Interesting. Okay. So I'm putting the goalies with the defensemen and then breaking up the forwards into two. Um, which one do you want to do first? Goalies and defensemen. Okay. That's a four. One, two, three. Steven Johns. He's a... Do I have to do everything? I don't know what his birthday is. I know. I'm looking at it. Yes, you have to do everything. That's fine. April 18th. He's in Aries, just on the cusp. So I have to say this love money luck scale does not give me how many love monies and lucks they're going to have out of whatever. So it could be out of four. It could be out of five. Um, but it's not great for Aries right now because he only has two love, three money, and two luck. Oh, no. Uh, says, though, this is a no holds barred week. Ruler Mars flies through the latter degrees of your sign. It goes retrograde next month, staying in Aries until next year, so don't panic. You have time to set things up so they work for you. The new moon activates your romantic sector. Sharing your feelings in uncertain times can bring you unexpected security. Okay. Yeah, that's the thing. Apparently. No holds barred, Stephen Johns. Even though you're injured. Yeah. Please hold your bar. (laughs) Seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Roddick Baxa. I feel like he was a Capricorn, but I don't remember. I'm looking it up. January 9th. I was right. He's a Capricorn. Hell yeah. Why do I know these things? I don't know. Uh, Because we've done this for a long time now. So much. Two love. Four money. Three luck. You've got to take a chance on yourself. Of all the signs, yours is the most under siege. Uh, Pallas, Athene, Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn are all retrograde in Capricorn. It may seem like parts of yourself are being taken down to the studs. If so, Uranus, moving retrograde, adds to this. Your romantic life is about to get better, but first, something has to go. The new moon brings courage. Okay. Six. Oh, come on. It's Corey Perry. Uh, Gemini? Hang on. May 16th. I was close. He is also a, he is a Taurus. Gross. He has four love. Two money and three luck. Well, his mother probably loves him. (laughs) Uranus, planet of spiritual revolution and groundbreaking insights, goes retrograde. Since it's in your sign, expect a few reversals. This is to your highest benefit, freeing you to be more of who you are. It's rarely convenient. (laughs) The new moon brings out your leadership qualities. Gross. He did score. I mean, yeah, so did a couple of other guys. It was a five-goal night. (laughs) In your sector of home base, it detaches you from what may have held you back and brings in joy. Gross. I mean, yes, I want him to find joy because I want the stars to find joy, but, like, also gross. (laughs) Well, you know what's not gross? Happy things! Sing us in, Marin! Sunday, Monday, happy things... Tuesday, Wednesday, happy things. Thursday, Friday, happy things. Happy things. Happy things. Coming all week to you. Hey. I think that was the best I've ever done it. That was really good. I'm, there you go. Yeah, it only takes practice. Several, several weeks of practice. <laughs> Way to call me out. <laughs> That's okay. It's one of those, it's one of those podcasts. We're yep. here. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, What's your happy thing this week? 
Oh. <laughs> I had to come up with one of those. Okay, so I guess, okay, so I guess it's the idea that it hasn't actually happened necessarily, but like, I've been going so hard to the wall for this overtime project that having yesterday, today, and tomorrow off just feels like decadent. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do with all this extra time. Um, and uh, yesterday, I yesterday evening, instead of working on this overtime project, I got on the Xbox with um, some of my friends that I haven't had a chance to play with. Actually, in a couple of months, because we beat Borderlands... What's that three? Is it Borderlands 3 that just came out? I don't remember. I don't know. Whichever Borderlands it was, that I think it's three. Borderlands 3. We beat that together, and, like, we haven't gotten any of the DLC yet, so we haven't been playing that. And we also hadn't... Um, there's a new game plus that you can play through that we had talked about doing, and we just... Like, the boys got very distracted by this computer game that they were playing together. And my friend Whitney and I had been watching Outlander together. (laughs) But then her headphones broke, so we hadn't actually figured that out. So basically, for like a month or so now, I haven't been doing anything on Friday nights, where usually I had Friday nights pretty locked in with playing games with them. So we got to do it again last night, and it was just like, it was very nice, because I missed talking to them, and I especially missed roasting Whitney's husband's cousin. (laughs) So it's, like, the four of us that play together. Yeah. And, like, his cousin is just, like, one of those dudes. And I love, I absolutely. So, like, okay, let me tell you what kind of guy this dude is. So we're playing a game. It's a co-op game. There's four of us. And we have a mission to do. We're playing this game called Warframe. So you have, uh, in Warframe, you have access to, like, 20-plus robotic suits that are Warframes that you can play with. And he chose this one that is good for stealth missions because it can go invisible. And he spent, this wasn't a stealth mission. This was a different kind of mission, but he brought that one anyway and spent literally the entire game invisible and crouched behind things because he wanted to see if he could get out of the match with doing zero combat. Oh my God. And I was like, I mean, it ended up being fine because the rest of us can handle ourselves. But I was just like, I mean, seriously? (laughs) But if he actually tries, he can be very good at it. You know what I mean? Like, he's actually a good good gamer. Mm -hmm. But, like, he also does shit like that where you're like, put yourself together, man. Like, come on. (laughs) So there was a different game, a different match that we played that was a nightmare challenge. And um, he... He tried to do the same thing, and all of us kept dying all the time because he had brought literally the worst Warframe to bring for that one. And I was just like, buddy, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. (laughs) Oh, man. It was a lot. Anyway, so that was fun. That was a happy thing. Uh, My happy thing is pretty mundane, but it's, you know, it's good. Um, I have been cooking a lot, and I am starting to try to get into more of, like, authentic Chinese cooking, which is fun. Um, And I got to go to the Asian market and pick up a couple of ingredients that I needed for, like, a lot of um, uh, more, like, Szechuan recipes and spicier stuff. And I'm pretty excited because I'm going to try and make mapu tofu. Nice. Uh, which is a pretty famous dish that I've, to be fair, never really had because it always looked intimidating. But it, I read through the ingredients in the recipe and it sounds really tasty. And so I'm going to just go for it. But I am also very excited because a couple weeks ago, my friend told me to buy wonton wrappers and I just hadn't decided on what to put in the wontons. But it was also, it's also hatch chili season. And like... I like Colorado. It's nice. But they're like, oh, it's hatch chili season. There's like one little bucket of hatch chilies at the grocery store. And I know I have like a kind of janky grocery store because I live in the middle of the city. But like, it's not hatch chili season. Like, I don't know if they know what actual hatch chili season looks like. Meanwhile, H-E-B. Right, exactly. (laughs) Like, having been to H-E-B a million times during Hatch Chili season, where they had the fucking roaster outside of the, you know, like, 
This is not hatchly chili guacamole pre-made in the store. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But I did buy a couple of hatch chilies and uh, I'm going to roast them and I'm going to make hatch chili cream cheese wontons. Oh my God. That sounds delicious. Yes. Do you remember that time that they did bacon guacamole? I do remember that. God, that was so good. You could make your own bacon guacamole. I could. I can. I know. I was just thinking about it for the first time in a million years. Uh, Speaking of cooking, Carolyn, I have done so much and have gotten so good at a few things that I've actually started writing my favorite recipes down in the book. Oh, yay. One might call it a cookbook. (laughs) (laughs) But tonight, I'm going to go over to my friends Anna and Randy's house, and um, I'm going to try a white uh, lasagna. Ooh, yum. I'm really excited about this. So Sounds All great. of the recipes that I found online were white chicken, and I was like, no, 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 we're not doing a chicken lasagna. We're still doing an Italian sausage lasagna, but... Sausage is so good. I know. I've also... I've, I've, I put in an order for everything that I need at HEB, uh, and I'm going to pick it up and go straight over to her house, and oh, I'm so excited. It's That'll be, be really so fun. Good. It'll be fun to cook with somebody, too. Yeah! So, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, the re- one of the reasons that I don't like cooking for myself it's like it's just me what am i yeah cool i guess but i'm excited about getting together and cooking for and randy they're so appreciative every time i do it so yay yeah why don't you go ahead and ask our lone listener question it's so lonely but i will ask it (laughs) andrew too cool for cali la asks high skin in for selfie selkie selfie (laughs) high skin in for selfie Oh, man. Heiskanen for Selkie. He seems to be driving a lot of offense and Corsi. Sure. Fuck it. (laughs) I mean, did you see that he is the youngest uh, Dallas Stars player in franchise history to score two goals in a playoff game? I did see that. I am very proud of our baby boy. And I think he's like fourth in the league in age. Yeah. Yeah, and th- and the youngest since 1995 when Sergei Gonchar was playing with the uh, Capitals and pl- and scored two goals in a game. Sergei Gonchar recently fired by the Penguins. Oh yeah. Oh no! Did Sid have a hand in that decision? Because <laughs> I feel like no. Probably not. He was a coach though, so it's a little bit less in Sid's hands. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Poor Sid. I actually really like this idea. Like, the Selkie is one of those awards that, like, especially among the stats community, there's a lot of um, contention because in kind of, like, the popular version of it, you have to be a forward who also scores Mm -hmm. to qualify for it, which is why Patrice Bergeron shows up every single time. But... The technical definition of the award is for the forward with the best defense. And so you're not technically, like, need to score a lot. You just need to be very good defensively. But people... But... So, like, when people look at the award from a stats perspective, they're like, well, for instance, Bergeron is not really the man this year, you know? And uh, so it's one of those things where it's like, it just feels like this is an award that has gotten away from the the definition and probably there needs to be a different award, like one that is defense oriented and one that is like all around hockey. And like I have a se- several f- stats friends who are all about like the total hockey aspect of things where you just frankly stop, stop pigeonholing defensemen, you know, or pigeonholing people by position. And you're seeing this actually on a lot of really good teams where the forwards are so much more active on defense, you know, and defense are more active on offense as well. So it feels like there should be a total hockey award, not just the Selkie. Mm-hmm. And Heiskanen would be a great candidate for total hockey awards. Agreed. We love Heiskanen. We do. We do. And that's all we have for you today. Yeah, we got mean, one question. We didn't get even that many shenanigans in the question section. We usually somebody's like, can you rank the Dallas Stars as various car models? Please turn all of the Stars players into dogs. <laughs> Tyler Sagan is obviously a lab. 
We have definitely done that one. We have. We have definitely done that one. Anyway. Corey Perry Perry is like some grandma's chihuahua that's been crossed with some ugly breed. (laughs) He looks grizzled and old. Uh, Other happy things. My neighbor got a puppy. Her name is Lola, and she's the cutest fucking thing in the entire world. Have you seen that, that dog named Lola on TikTok who hides, who plays hide and seek? No, I haven't. Okay, I will have to send you a link to this dog because she plays, so the the owner goes, okay, Lola, go hide. And so she goes to hide and she's she hides in the same place every time. And she asks if she was a puppy. And so he pulls the, it's under a chair. So he starts pulling the chair out and you can hear her scrabble and you see like a foot or a tail or whatever as she's like moving with the chair to stay out of sight. It's, honest to God, it's the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like it's, she's just so cute. So, yeah, I, I, I love it. I love it. We this love dog was dog featured things. on like Good Morning America or something like that because she went so viral. Oh, yeah. Job, Lola. It's, it's so cute. Well, okay. as always, you can find us on social media. You can find Lola on social media, too, apparently. Yes. I'm on Twitter at Classlicity. I am at Marinish. And our official Twitter is at Deep Heart Hockey. And if you have a longer question, comment, or TikTok to share with us, you can always email us at departhockey at gmail.com. We never actually get any emails. So it would be novel and fun for you to send us an email, even if it's just to say hi. Yeah. You can also find our official blog where we post these podcasts, and you can find our backlog of very entertaining game recaps at departhockey.wordpress.com. Bye. Adios, amigos. Oh, you know what I wanted to look up and I forgot to? What's up?